0: Hello, this is Father David Nix, and I'm here in Barcelona. You can see behind me the Sagrada Familia. It's the new basilica being built here. I think they've been working on it for decades. And uh, it's kind of weird. I I thought I might hate it because it's modernist, but it's a weird mix of traditional and modern. And it's interesting, because here I'm recording on the second-class feast of the Archbasilica of the Holy Savior in Rome, where I was yesterday. And today is going to be putting together a few random topics to finally bring it together and hopefully nobody comes and stops this video. Hopefully the pigeons around me don't uh, knock over the little stand here. But I want to put three things on the back burner before we get to the main topic. Well, and then two of those three are actually going to make sense. They're actually going to dovetail in to today's topic. But. The first is, someone texted me yesterday, or sent me an email, what are you doing in Greece? And I said, pretty much the same thing I do everywhere, which is read, write, hike while I pray the Psalms, and then I kind of live on like coffee and tea and snacks until I get like a cheap pizza or cheese pizza or something at night. And so most of my uh, last pilgrimages were paid for by the other pilgrims. This one is paid for by donors. And so, you know, the ancient Jesuit way, and sorry about the, the wind there, uh, the Jesuits had to inform people back home, like how many baptisms they were doing and stuff. So I figured that with such a beautiful or strange, however you see it, background there, I should probably tell my donors what I'm doing. And uh, I was gonna make this a humble brag, but I might as well make it a full brag that I have a single roller suitcase that I can fit my traditional Latin mass kit in there, well as my miraculous medals to hand out some of you saw what we were doing in Greece helping the refugees with um, soap and pizzas and uh, and then on the way back I was giving miraculous medals to people and in this little roller suitcase I got the miraculous medals I got the uh, Latin mask kit, and I have my Mac repair so I can make videos that are not extemporaneous like this like more more uh, planned ones the funny thing is most of you guys like the um, extemporaneous ones like this so this is just to say to my donors um that if i'm just going to eat a cheese pizza every night i might as well do it while trying to bring the mission to the road since i can also do my podcasting on the way and i wrote it into my rule of life as a hermit of my diocese to include travel and evangelization so thanks to everyone who is supporting me uh as i said earlier today is the feast of the Archbasilica of the Holy Savior back in Rome where I was flying through yesterday and it is an interesting contrast between uh, St. John Lateran and what you see behind me right now which is uh, Sagrada Familia in Barcelona which is often named as a pretty pretty modernist looking thing and it is but we have to remember that heaven is our goal. I'm going to read you something at the end that was a known. That's one of the little hours of the old divine office, the Roman breviary. There's something in known that comes from the Book of the Apocalypse that's going to remind us that, as uh, Taylor Marshall said in a recent video of his, the Catholic Church in heaven is the it's the New Jerusalem, it's the true Jer- Jerusalem, and that's what we're aiming for. With all the problems going on in the Old Jerusalem now, we have to remember the final goal is the New Jerusalem, and that's going to tie in to uh, what I have to say. now. A lot of you saw the news. Now we can start this this podcast. And here is what I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it, what's your flashpoint of heresy? What is your flashpoint of heresy? Flashpoint is that point that you are brought to where you're at violence. I don't mean physical violence. I mean, in this case, just violence in your heart. You're upset. And so I think a lot of people hit a new flashpoint. A lot of conservative, non-traditional Catholics yesterday when they saw those, we don't want to tip off the algorithms on our host here. We call them uh, um, those of alternative lifestyles can now do the uh, have their kids baptized and and uh, have uh, be godparents. And I remember back when I was on the paramedic, and when I was an ambulance. When I was a paramedic on the ambulance. We all had nicknames. Unfortunately, mine was Churchy, which I don't like. And uh, we would be talking engines and stuff and. They would call uh, an engine, this was 20 plus years ago, a tranny, but tr- tranny something else now. And that's exactly what came out of the Vatican, who can be godparents. And I'm actually, surprised. surprise, I'm actually not going to talk about a lot of that today because I think it's a false flag for bigger issues going on. But here's what I want to make the point on, the news on those with alternative lifestyles being allowed to be godparents, is we hit a new flash, there's a lot of people who hit a new flashpoint of anger or rather there's people who really haven't blown the whistle of heresy who finally yesterday blew the whistle of heresy and they're really worried. I'm going to get to my solution for that in a minute, but I do oh, this was the third thing I was going to put on the back burner, but this is going to dovetail in also. Um, so since about 2017, when I really figured out, when I really put together all the evidence on Benedict's resignation, really since 2017. I've had the same convictions on the papacy that I have told many of you in person, when traveling, to family and friends, and I've left enough bread crumbs, little trail of bread bread crumbs on bread crumbs online. Now people on certain forums like Twitter get mad and they these lay people with anonymous accounts start their inquisition against me, making me demand or demanding of me that I answer this or that question on the papacy. All I'm gonna to say today is I'm not a fifty-eight set of a There's no need, uh, to say everything to go get myself in trouble. But for those who follow the bread, breadcrumbs, you know what I believe. And I've talked to many of you in real life. So when all this gets shaken out in five or 10 or 15 or 20 years, um, yeah, I will say I told you so because since 2017, I've had the same conviction on the papacy and a lot of you have figured out what that is. And that's, that's still my conviction. And so, that's gonna be kinda of my solution that we're gonna to get to. But the reason I'm calling this what's your flashpoint of heresy is this. You know who, that's just what I'm gonna call him today. You know who had much more serious heresies in the past than just what we saw yesterday that those of alternative lifestyles can become godparents. Now, why do I think a new group of people reached their flashpoint of heresy yesterday? Really, because it's like, well, these are sins I'm not doing so this bugs me. But if you really love the church, you're going to care about heresies that happened a really long time ago. Well, not really long time ago. In the past 10 years. And I'll give you an example. In 2015, on the Feast of the Holy Family, you can remember that because of what's in the background right here. On the Feast of the Holy Family in 2015, you know who said that Jesus, when he was a boy going into the temple, must have begged forgiveness of Joseph and Mary. I looked at the Italian. I don't wanna hear people say, you're mistranslating. I speak French, Spanish, Portuguese, and I can read Italian, Latin, and Greek. I looked at the Italian. It's the Feast of the Holy Family, again, the church by me, in 2015. and You know who said that Jesus must have begged forgiveness of Joseph and Mary as he was found in the temple as a boy. Now that doesn't just deny the divinity of Christ, that denies the sinless humanity of Christ. Is that not a more serious heresy than what had everybody freak out yesterday on alternative lifestyles as godparents? Again, what is your flashpoint of heresy? Is it just the the yuck factor, the ick factor that happens to get you into, I don't know, the one thing you're not doing in your life or something? I don't mean to be negative to my listeners. But why is yesterday the flashpoint for so many people's lives at this point? Let me tell you another one. And this is... This is one that I'd seen, but uh, Michael Hickborn pointed it out to me, really how serious this is. That uh, you-know-who, call him that, said that when, Je- when Mary was at the foot of the cross, when Mary was at the foot of the cross, holding the body of Jesus, she wanted, not was tempted. I looked at the Italian again. Mary, holding the body of Jesus at the foot of the cross, wanted to look back in time and call Gabriel, the angel Gabriel, a liar. The word liar's literally in there in the Italian. That is blasphemy against Our Lady, that's blasphemy against the angel Gabriel, that's blasphemy against God himself. And there's people out there that think someone blaspheming Our Lady could possibly consecrate Russia the right way. You are insane. You are out of your mind if you think God is gonna accept that. Besides, what we're gonna talk about a little bit later, the false-based premise behind all of this. So, and by the way, both those instances the Holy Family, Jesus begging forgiveness of his parents, and Mary wanting to call the angel Gabriel a liar, both of those are still on the Vatican website. I didn't get that from some rad trad website. That's still on the Vatican website. So all the people out there freaking out about the news on baptism and godparents yesterday. Why did you reach your flashpoint of heresy yesterday, not in 2015 or 2017? Is it just because the ick factor finally maxed out for you? And so I think the, the solution to this is, is this, that, you know, Anne Barnhart made this point. We just need a few Cardinals to say, did Benedict really resign? This is what Ann Barnhart's saying. And the other thing she points out is everyone trying to figure out all these issues needs to understand they're never gonna figure out as long as they have this um, false-based premise, the false-based premise, which again, I might be a coward, not gonna go into it, I've left the breadcrumbs premise for everybody to figure it out, no need to get myself in trouble, but I can point to other people and I can say, Anne is right, until you figure out the false-based premise, you cannot whine and complain about the heresy that is going on here just it's just a fact and Archbishop Vigano has been very courageous on that lately so today is um, again this is the Feast of the Archbasilica of Sagrada Family or the um, sorry the Holy Savior but behind me is Sagrada Familia that means Holy Family in Barcelona again just remember the background if you want to remember what I was saying about those really serious heresies um, but this was from known in the old Roman breviary that I prayed today and uh, this is from the Divine Office. It's Apocalypse 21, four to five. And I want you to remember as I read this, what I said a little bit earlier about how the Catholic Church is the New Jerusalem and heaven is the New Jerusalem. Everyone who makes it to heaven will be Catholic. That is the New Jerusalem, not the old one where there's all these troubles. And this is why we have to fix the pet. We can't ever fix the New Jerusalem because the divine, the divine aspect of the church is always pristine and immaculate. The human lever level, at the human level, Catholic Church is in more shambles than ever. And yes, there have been Popes who have been frisky in their moral lives, but never, because it's a protected office, you can't have a heretical Pope. It's impossible. It's impossible to have a heretical Pope. So this is the way I would put it. It's not that we have to clean up the New Jerusalem. We have to clean up the pathway to the New Jerusalem, and we need a, just a bishop, a few bishops, maybe, Van Barnhart said, a few bishops um, to really look at Benedict's resignation instead of like freaking out and barely squeaking out a dubia on extremely serious heresies. By the way, all of which, all the Christological ones were missed. If you remember Amoris Letizia, that was another sixth and ninth commandment one. Oh, everyone freaked out. Yeah, they should. It's a heresy that the divorced and remarried can receive Holy Communion without an annulment. Of course, that's a heresy. But why is everyone so worried about the sixth and ninth commandment heresies? like Amoris Letizia and Yesterday on Tranny Godparents instead of the Christological heresies. I I think it's because they don't love the church as much as a priest who's actually orthodox and faithful. So why aren't the priests out there talking about this? So anyway, the good news is this. Apocalypse 21 reads this, and this was in the little office, the chapter of the little office of Known Today. Apocalypse 21, 4-5. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And he was seated on the throne and said, Behold, I am making all things new. And so that's what I predict for the future. Despite the horrors that have happened in Rome over the past ten years, I do believe the one good thing that's come out of this is the Bermanentuk of continuity has been trampled and crushed and overturned. And so people really see, as Archbishop Viganò said, we now have a parallel church and the true Catholic faith. But as Our Lady of La Salette predicted, there would be a period of an eclipse in the church. Why? Because visibility is an important aspect of the church. Why did Our Lady of La Salette speak of the eclipse of the church? Because an eclipse demonstrates something is still there. It's just, it's missing to our senses. And that's where I think we're at. That there are still many many faithful Catholics and there's miracles happening and there's still people coming into the church and we have this promise that in heaven all tears will be wiped away and we have this promise that already Jesus is making all things new through this crisis in the Catholic Church how many people are coming to tradition how many people are coming to see the true hermeneutic of rupture how many people are smart enough to just start reading books made before 1950 Jesus says, Behold, I make all things new. And so he's even using the enemies of the church to bring people to Christ, to himself. Um, but we do need the cardinals to stand up, question the false face premise, and uh look back not at uh just sixth and ninth commandment issues where people reach their flashpoint of anger, but really realize a pope can't speak Christological heresy. It's impossible. So you got to go back and study what happened in 2012 and 2013 and if i'm speaking in too much code and please god if some cardinal hears this go listen to the ann barnhart videos archbishop vigno father altman um i'm just directing it to them and uh i talk to a lot of people one-on-one but let me just read Apocalypse 21 one more time. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. And he who is seated on the throne said, behold, I am making all things new. We are at a uh, cracking point here that you got to choose the new church or the old church here. And the old things have passed away. The 1960s and 70s are passing away and young people are turning to the apostolic faith, the faith that is the faith of all the saints and the old school popes and the magisterium and the church fathers and the desert fathers. And I think it is because people are waking up, even if it's a little late, even if their flashpoint of heresy is a lot higher than mine was, I'm not gonna kick anyone out of the new traditional boat because it's our Lord who says, I make all things new. Quite ironic, we're talking about our Lord making all things new, as he brings us into tradition to realize that he is faithful. The Cardinals need to be faithful to blowing the whistle on the very obvious situation we have in the church at this point. God bless you.